This is an Our Community podcast, bringing you expert commentary about the big issues for -for not-for-profits. In this episode, we speak to young Aussie entrepreneur Holly Ransom about how groups can thrive in a tough environment. Holly might be just 27, but she's led large-scale change in the corporate, not-for-profit and government worlds, is CEO of her own company, Emergent Solutions, was asked by the Prime Minister to chair the G20 Youth Summit, authored a paper on youth jobs for the UN, been named as one of Australia's 100 women of influence, Counts Virgin Entrepreneur Richard Branson as a supporter, was elected as the world's youngest Rotary President and delivered a peace charter to the Dalai Lama. Not surprisingly then, where others see barriers, Holly sees opportunity. We spoke to her about the challenges for -for not-for-profit directors. The really amazing thing about being a community director is the opportunity to have um, an enormous level of impact and and support relative to an issue that you really passionately care about. So probably what's unique about the the community space is all of the organisations are set up to meet an immediate community need um, to service a particular part of the population that's needs um, aren't being looked after if if it was sort of left unattended. And so for me, the opportunity to actually be able to think about creative ways of, you know, leveraging resources, being able to garner support and ultimately delivering services uh, or advocacy or whatever the role of a particular community organisation might be to be able to drive impact and lift the standards of living in our community. um, That to me is the exciting part of what community directors do that others can't, in particular because I think community directors are often, uh, the, the organisations themselves are closer, closer to the issue and, and tend to have a more direct interaction with sort of the particular people that they're seeking to support. Um, and I think that's something that's quite unique. I mean, corporations can do community impact work through corporate social responsibility, but more often than not, they're partnering with a community organisation to do that. Um, government deliver through, deliver through some service agencies, but on the whole, they partner with community organisations who are on the ground doing the work, have the relationships, all those sorts of things. So it's that direct ability to impact the everyday lives of Australians that I think is so exciting about the role that community directors have. And of course, many community groups would want to know what, what can they do to thrive considering their limited resources. I think it's still definitely the the ability of what I would call optimised within constraints. So I think it's very easy to sit there and go, oh, but, and list all the reasons why you can't move or do things differently or change up the way that you work. But I think the thing that's core for every organisation, I know we talk about this around the board tables I sit on, is, you know, what's our mission? What are we here to achieve? And what's the absolute best way that we can go about delivering on that mission? And understanding that as the community evolves, as the the landscape of society, as the people that we're seeking to support evolve, the way that we need to deliver and therefore organise our operations to be able to do that is going to change and evolve over time as well. So I think it's really critical that we are prepared to go on that journey alongside, um, alongside sort of, as I said, that the changing nature of the community. I don't think that is um, it, it needs to be that you can only do things at X sort of scale on you know, $2 million or $10 million or $30 million budgets to be able to have impact. So from my end, I think it's just critical that you're thinking about how you become resourceful with what you're capable of doing and you're looking for inspiration. That might be from other industries. That might be from other parts of the non-profit sector. Uh, wow, that's interesting that they've structured like that. Or did you see the new campaign they just launched? Wow, could we apply that? Could that work here? 
I think the other thing that re- remains a big part of what we need to be thinking about quite critically, and, and this is a sensitive topic within the Australian community landscape, is we do have an enormous number of non-profits uh, within Australia. We've got about 650,000 uh, servicing the country. There's obviously opportunity to think about how some of those merge, how joint ventures are stepped into, how it is you actually collaborate. And this is not even necessarily just confined to within the sector. Um, certainly this could be across industry. You could partner with, with government. You could partner with corporate. But I think particularly organisations who are seeking to achieve the same mission as you, think about the ways that you can leverage the different intellectual property assets, resource assets, relationships that you've got in order to double, triple, quadruple the influence that you're capable of having. And I think that's probably an area of innovation. It's not just always about new technology and how do we bring in $50,000 more funding in our next campaign. It can be about thinking about how we change our relationships with the stakeholders that are in our, our environment. Why do you think it's important for community directors to study? It's always, for me, uh, I remember reading this quote a few years ago um, that, that talked about, you know, show me basically the, the, um, the list of activities you've done across the course of the year and I'll tell you, you know, the direction your life's heading in. And the, really what it went on to talk about was sort of the importance of it's great to be busy and it's great to be in organisations, but it's critical to see that over the course of every year, you're doing things that are actually building your capacity to be able to have more impact, to be able to you know, deepen your level of understanding or um, the contribution you're capable of making. And so I think it, firstly, it's that intention to prioritise that for yourself. If, you, if you're not going to make that decision for yourself or you're not in the headspace to be able to do that, um, then this, this isn't something you should be on your radar. What did training for an Ironman teach you about being a community director? For me, it was the want to sink my teeth into a particularly audacious challenge and and see if I could pull something like that off, having only decided to pull the trigger on racing the thing about 100 days out at a time where I probably couldn't have run 10 kilometres and hadn't been on a bike in, I don't know, five or six years. So, And I think that's often the landscape we can find ourselves in. You know, you could have just been appointed newly to a director of an organisation and, you know, you're trying to think about uh, the landscape that you've got. You're setting yourself an ambitious target for what you want to achieve in your first 100 days in the hot seat as, you know, the CEO of a community organisation or as the new chair of a board or as a director. And to me, it was sort of this piece around wanting to think about, well, how, how do you go on that journey of trying to rapidly transform your reality? What does that feel like? What are the what are the strategies you need to employ? What's the psychology that you actually work through over that journey? And can you pull something like that off when it's completely outside of your comfort zone and even probably sphere of possibility at the starting point? Um, it's honestly one of the best things I've ever done uh, in terms of the learning curve that I went on around, uh, around resilience, certainly, around motivation, around understanding entirely new subject matter I'd never had a clue about, like nutrition and um, kind of all these different bits and pieces regarding the different disciplines too, so running, swimming and cycling and how they all worked. But it was that want to really take on um, that enormous challenge and make a a statement to myself and probably a statement to um, others around that even if you've been through challenging times, um, you know, there's nothing that you can't do if you choose to set your mind to it and choose to sort of persevere and chip away at um, that goal. And that... I can't encourage people enough. In what it doesn't mean having to go run an Ironman, but making that commitment to be doing things that are outside of your comfort zone 
and that broaden your scope of knowledge and allow you that opportunity to draw parallel learnings into your organisation from a completely other uh, discipline or experience has been amazing. I, I use stuff that I learn on the Ironman journey every day in running my company, every, every week when I'm sitting around the board table. Um, so making that commitment and getting comfortable contending with that uncertainty and that sort of stretch environment, particularly at a time where the world's changing so dramatically around us, I actually think is a really core competency for directors to be able to need to build. For the future, what do you think the big challenge is for community organisations? Oh, that's a big question because I think so much of that is probably, there's, there's probably a lot of that that's specific to the particular community they're seeking to help or the issue they're seeking to work around. Um, I think broadly, I mean, what I would say about the, the sort of community space in general in Australia right now is certainly I think the, the dollars have dried up. It's much harder from what I'm hearing a lot and what I'm seeing a lot to find money. And I think increasingly... Um, there's almost this this view, you know, I guess corporates are looking for more in terms of what they're giving for their dollars or they're looking for different things. And I, so I think it is quite a challenging space at which to finance your operations at present. Um, that's definitely tricky. I think the other thing that we're dealing with across the board is um, the disintegration of trust. And we're fortunate in the community space to be facing that far less than what sort of friends in government and in corporate are. But I think we can't, take away from the fact that by virtue of just being an institutional name or have been working in the space for 50 years, that doesn't buy us credibility, that doesn't buy us resonance with our community in the way that it once did. So that importance of making sure that, again, you're thinking about, and this is sort of the journey we went on with Rotary, it's amazing that that organisation has been around 100 and I think it's 11 years now, um, but that doesn't buy you 111 more. It's that continued commitment to going, who am I seeking to serve? What does that mean I need to deliver? And how do we finance and build the partners? Because it's not always necessarily just the straight out money. It can be the in-kind partner network and creative solution sort of structuring. But how is it we then structure to be able to support the delivery of that? Um, so I, I think that they're probably two of the big macro issues that we're all trying to contend with. And I don't think there's a silver bullet for those. But I am a believer that every organisation that's doing a great job delivering on its mission and that's building good relationships and showing the value and able to demonstrate the value that they're adding for those dollars, um, that they will continue to find them. I, I always believe that good work will continue to get be supported and backed. So if, if we're losing or if there's an organisation that is struggling or feeling challenged by that, you know, being prepared to do that really warts and all audit and go, okay, what is it maybe that started to not work for us, where are the opportunities where we can really tighten things up and it could deliver a better outcome or where we need to make sure we're focusing because right now it's a bit of a gap in our service delivery. I think we've got to be prepared to lean into some of that and understand the increasing competitiveness of the landscape that we're in um, because it's not even complacency around that. I think probably choosing to ignore that um, will only, unfortunately, see the situation become worse with time, I think. Thanks so much for speaking with us, Holly. You're welcome. This podcast was brought to you by our community, where not-for-profits go for help. Visit www.ourcommunity.com.au.